the following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm, Chapter 48, Hyenamen. Hurry up, yelled Maruk to his underlings. The goblins spread out in order to prepare the area, hammering with spikes and securing secret packages that they had brought. Maruk had made sure to arrive first with his men in order to secure the advantage. He looked down at Celeste, who had been brought as the bait. They think they're gonna get you back, says Maruk, but they'll soon know better. He yanked on her chain violently, which was the signal for her to put her hands on him. Gasping for air, she did so, closing her eyes and willing the grace of Sylvanas to heal her captor. Yes, said Maroc, as the last of his wounds vanished. You are talented now, aren't you, girl? When your friends come, mind your place, and you'll survive the coming battle. If they're smart, they'll surrender once we've killed a few of them. If they're fools... They'll die, and it's all the same to me. Maruk continued to growl, self-satisfied with his plan. When the goblins opened up the moss lichen room and peered inside, they discovered heaps of carrion within, and what was left of it looked as if it may have once been elvish. And this caught Maruk's attention. But the fact that the mess was only half-eaten, with the door left shut, struck Maroc as being suspicious. Very suspicious. It was only moments later that there came then a sound from the northern passage. It was the sound of insane bestial laughter echoing, and it unnerved the goblins where they stood. Maroc told them to get a hold of themselves and ready their weapons. He passed Celeste's chain to one of his soldiers and motioned him backwards and to the side. And then there emerged a pack of hyena men. Their bodies were large and sinewy, humanoid, with dog-like heads. The hyena men were covered in a thin, tan fur, which was speckled and spotted with black. They wore armor and carried weapons and appeared truly brutal. Compared to the goblins, hyena men were tall enough to look them in the eye. But the leader of their kind was a full head taller, and he looked down on Maruk, laughing, uncontrollably laughing, in a way that was truly sick and forced and unnerving. In one hand he held a black mace, and in the other hand he held a human limb. It was a thin white arm, which he placed between his jaws, and he crunched through it forcefully before grinding on it with his powerful teeth, devouring all of it, bones, flesh, everything. Hyena men are much stronger than goblins, and they are normally found at the second level of the maze or below. Down there, the danger is greater, yet so often too was the chance for treasure and quarry. 
Yet sometimes the hyena men would wander back to level one, and this was often pleasing to them, for there was normally little that could stand in their way at the upper levels. They could push their weight around, and this was exactly what they were determined to do now with Maruk. But Maruk wasn't going to have it, and especially not on the verge of his coming conquest. None would stand in his way. Narrowing his eyes, slyly, Maruk produced a huge two-handed poleaxe, and with a bellowing battle cry, the charge was led against the hyena men, for this incursion could never be allowed to go unpunished. So the time has come, travelers of the maze. The confrontation with Maruk on this, the 48th episode of the Iron Realm. Yet nothing is as the tribes have predicted, and indeed, the goblins have laid for them a secret trap. And I'll tell you this... The trap draws upon the power of one of the elements. Fire, earth, water, or air. And I challenge you now to guess which one it is. Guess correctly, and a reward shall be yours. Give your answer now. Perhaps you are clever enough to reason it out, but even if you are, don't let your guard down, because the goblins are ahead, and they still have Celeste, and as for the negotiation, I have a bad feeling that it's all going to fall apart. What's that? Still holding out hope for a peaceful exchange? <laughs> So much still to learn. You have so much still to learn. Tribal Matters On tonight's Tribal Matters, the encounter you've all been waiting for. The tribes have found Celeste being held captive by Maruk and his band of goblins. Yet, at the time they have appeared, the goblins are found to be in fierce combat with a gang of hyena men, and they are battling desperately outside of the moss lichen room. The combat is already underway, and as the group approaches, Treya calls for light, commanding as well that their captive goblins, their bargaining chips, be taken out of harm's way, for of course, if they are slain, then surely all bets are off for making a hostage exchange for Celeste. It is the 21st day of Primaris, 11 o'clock a.m. The group is in the eastern quadrant of maze level Alpha 1. Now approaching position 3821. At position 3819, there's a side corridor spiraling to the west, and the three goblin captives 
are corralled into it by Lilena, Len, and Twyla as Treya and Nora lead the rest of the group forward towards the combat. Nora has 16 out of 18 life points, and Paola has 7 out of 8, but otherwise the group is unharmed. The group has the following spells available. Treya, Aura, Against Evil, Kailana, Illumination, Amazar, Door Denial, and Orson, Ventriloquist. Meanwhile, none of the group's healing has been used for the day, and so will be available in case it is needed. The Hobgoblins may or may not appear during the combat. I'd say they have a 60% chance of appearing during round... 3. At position 3916, there are three large hyena men pressing into the fight from the moss lichen room. Their leader is armed with a mace, whilst his two lackeys each wield daggers. Meanwhile, at position 3816, there are four goblins attacking, one wielding a dagger, one wielding a sword, one wielding a hammer, and leading them is Marunk, who fights with a vicious two-handed poleaxe. In square 3815, alongside the goblin leader, the priestess of Sylvanas, Celeste, kneels upon the floor, and she is naked, but for a chain round her neck. Celeste is threatened by a mean-looking goblin, dressed in studded hide armor, who wields a short sword and a dagger. Initiative, the goblins. A five. The Hyena Men, a four, and the tribes, a three. Maruk, like all goblins, can see in the dark, and as he battles with the Hyena Men, he barks an order to his underlings in the back. Two of the goblins conspire, with one producing a short bow, and one whispering some kind of a secret spell that causes the arrowhead to light, even as the goblin captives are being corralled to safety. Nora and Treya can see that the goblin with a short bow is aiming it back down the passage towards them, but then, at the last moment, aiming high before the flaming arrow is set loose. Looks like the goblins have prepared a deadly trap for the tribe. Four, secured expertly with spikes into the ceiling, the goblins have hidden a huge bladder full of oil, which, in the heat of combat, has caught the group completely unaware. But first the goblin has to hit it. Looks like the bladder is relatively small, so I'm going to call it armor value four. The goblin still is within short range, 50 feet, for the short bow, so I'm giving him a bonus of one, requiring of him a 14 to hit. And the roll. 16! The bladder is lit, then explodes, raining death down upon the group. The burning liquid sprays everywhere, and there is no way to escape it. As vision is suddenly granted to the group, the first thing they see are their comrades 
Burning. 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 I'm going to rule the trail and Nora may have a chance to escape the burning oil, though those coming up behind them will have no room to dodge aside. Let's try it for Treya. Her dexterity is a 12. With a 3, she is able to duck forward just in time. Meanwhile, Nora has a dexterity of 11. Nat 1. This rule is so good that I'm going to rule that the bladder has come loose from its mooring, fallen towards the group, and that Nora has been able to instinctively bat it away with her shield, sparing the entire group any more than superficial injuries. Iona and Orson are each hit by some of the spray, though, because of Nora's quick thinking, each only takes half damage, and then further, only for one round. Two life points to Iona, and three for Orson. Meanwhile, Maruk's right-hand man swings his hammer against one of the hyena men. The hyena men wear hide armor, but are also unnaturally tough. Each has an armor value of 5. The goblin with the hammer gets a 17 and strikes the hyena man for 2 life points. Maruk goes against his hyena man, needing a 13. He swings the vicious poleaxe. 19. He skewers the hyena man for 9 points of damage, turning him into a corpse upon the floor. At this point, the hyena men must make a bravery check, for they have lost their leader. Their bravery scores an 8. Seven, the hyena men will fight on. The hyena men then retaliate. One hyena man with a dagger goes against the goblin with a hammer, but fails to strike him with a five. With the leader down, the hyena man in the back clambers over his body, trying to strike Maruk with a dagger. He will be at a minus two to hit for having to clamber over his leader's form. Maruk has an armor value of 5. His dagger is easily deflected by the spinning poleaxe. Maruk knocks him back, then advances upon him, growling. Nora and Treya are able to advance to position 38-18. And as they are advancing, Treya quickly calls up Aura against Evil. Kailana has finished the casting of illumination, granting further light to the group, whilst Iona and Orson ready ranged weapons in an attempt to shoot through the gap. The goblin who shot the flaming arrow has an armor value of 5. Iona has a minus 1 to hit for the 30 foot range as she launches her dagger. Let's see, another plus 3 for her dexterity score. Looks like she needs a 12. 18. Four points on him done by her dagger. Orson follows up against the same goblin. He needs a 12 with his longbow. A four. The shot goes wide. Oh. Meanwhile, Len, Lelena, and Twyla have maneuvered the goblin captives to safety. And in this way, 
So ends round one. The Iron Realm, copyright A.B. Lenzo, is the world's first play-by-podcast RPG campaign. A portion of tonight's female voice performance was drawn from audio originally created by and offered by Ashley Eddy through freesound.org under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Further information can be found at theironrealm.com or at theironrealm.blogspot.com under this episode's show notes. My sincere thanks as well to you, Ashley, for your masterful contribution to the Iron Realm cause. The goblins. A three. Hyena man. A two. And the tribe. A five. Through the remnants of the sparks and the fire and the oil. Treya and Nora advance forward, slamming into the side of the goblin attack force. The goblin who shot the flaming arrow is pinned in by Treya, who moves in to skewer him with her plume on. But Treya has scored a nat one. Somehow the weapon has become tangled in his bow, and the two begin to wrestle. Meanwhile, Nora slams into the side of the goblin who is fighting the hyena man. That goblin is occupied, so I'm giving Nora an additional bonus of two to hit against him. Let's see, she scored a seven. Add the bonus of two, nine. She's got the magic sword, ten. And finally, a plus one in melee for her great strength, eleven. Still not enough to hit the goblin. It looks as if the charge has faltered. Orson and Yona position themselves to help Treya. Orson loses his bowstring. Eighteen. As Treya and the goblin struggle, the goblin is struck for three more points of damage. Iona moves a bit closer, coming into medium range, and launches another dagger at the same target. And with a 17, he is struck and killed. That's not even counting her bonuses. As that goblin falls down, the whole of the goblin tribe must now make a bravery check. Led by Maruk, they have an 8. They score a 3. The goblins fight on. The goblin, who had previously cast the secret spell, maneuvers around his fallen brother and attacks Treya with his dagger. Treya is immediately struck from four points of damage, still struggling to free her polar and recover from the failed maneuver. Meanwhile, the goblin with the hammer was alongside Maruk tries to duck and weave away from Nora whilst continuing to attack the hyena man who is bearing down on him from the moss lichen room. 
needs a 14. A 6. Pinned in between them, he is unable to launch any kind of an effective attack with his hammer. Meanwhile, Maruk with his poleaxe goes against the hyena man in front of him. It is the hyena man who is clambering over his fallen comrade into taking a penalty. But since the hyena man has come to him, Maruk suffers no such minus. He needs a 13 to hit the hyena man. 19. He roars and slashes at the hyena man for a point, nearly grazing him the battle goes on. Well, next, the goblin in the northern corridor, holding the short sword and the dagger, winds his way in, looking for a chance to throw his knife at the hyena man, who now faces his leader. Let's see the roll. A nap one. That goblin tries to dodge in, but loses his dagger and fumbles badly. In the Celeste sees an opportunity. The chain is still around her neck, but there is no one holding it. Let's see now. The goblin with the dagger clearly fumbled it, so it's around here on the ground somewhere. Celeste has to escape as quickly as she can, but I'm going to give her a dexterity check to see if in any way she can grab the dagger. Generating her dexterity on the fly. A 14. Let's see, five levels of advancement. 15. Celeste's dexterity is 15. Now the roll. A 3. Generating Celeste's strength on the fly. First a 14, plus five levels of advancement. 15, 16. Celeste has a strength of 16. It looks like her odds to hit are even, whether she throws it or swings it. With bonuses considered, she needs a 9, but has rolled a nat 1. She attempts to skewer her captor in the back of the neck, yet somehow he has anticipated her coming, and he parries her with his short sword. As this goes on, the hyena men are fighting back, one against Maruk. And 11 is not enough. And 1 against the goblin with the hammer. A 9 fails as well. Round 3. This is the round that the hobgoblins, if they're coming, would arrive. The charts show that there's a 60% chance that the hobgoblins will honor the original agreement and show up on time. And no, they will not appear. Initiative, the goblins, a three, the hyena men, a four, and the tribes, a two. The first hyena man against Maruk. With an eight, he fails again, and his brother. A six, the hyena men are failing badly against the goblins. Meanwhile, the goblin against Celeste, he has grabbed her chain and wrestled her to the ground. She has an armor value of 9. He hits her with an 18, which will take her to a negative 2. And because she rolled a 1 the prior round, she has no attack back.
Rook laughs and attacks the hyena man in front of him. Though a seven is a failure, his soldier with a hammer makes an attack against his hyena man. But a thirteen is not enough. Treya has lost her polearm and is fumbling for a new weapon while the goblin with the dagger continues to fight with her. Nat 20! He delivers 8 points of damage upon her, taking her down to negative 6. Through the melee, Nora sees that her mother has fallen and only the hated Maruk stands between her and Celeste. Yet Treya too has fallen, and so Nora is at once left with an impossible choice. Arson, she says, take the goblins and save mother. Nora dodges to the western passage, <laughs> holding up her shield to defend Treya, whilst laying the magic sword upon her and calling upon its power. The hand of healing effect is delivered upon the elf girl. And Treya recovers seven points. Treya is back at one and begins moving to her feet. Orson has dropped his bow and charges now in with his sword. He tries to hit the goblin with a hammer. And he needs a 13. Seven. Failure. Iona launches a dagger against the goblin that fell Treya. Now one, she's out of the fight. And Tamek tries to back up Orson with a slingshot. A seven, even with his bonuses, not enough. Round four initiative, the group. A one, the goblins. A two, and the hyena men. A six. The biggest one bears down upon Maruk and hits him hard. Maruk has dealt three points of damage, but fights on. The other hyena man against the goblin with a hammer. A seven is a fail. Help me, fool, says Maruk, and he attacks the hyena man who has just struck him. An eight, equally strong, Maruk and the big hyena man battle each other hand to hand. Well, the goblin with the short sword climbs up off of Celeste, taking the dagger from her and trying to launch it against the hyena man in the hall. A two. He has failed his leader. The goblin with the hammer attacks the hyena man in front of him. Nineteen. Three points of damage, while the goblin with the dagger attempts this time to strike Nora. A seven is a failure. There's no way he's getting past that shield and plate mail armor. Nora tries to strike him back, yet she fails to strike him. Treya recovers her wits, pulls a sword from her hip, and maneuvers around the goblin with the dagger, headed straight for Maruk. I'm giving her a bonus of two since she's hitting Maruk from behind. A 13 with a plus two bonus, 15. Somehow she only grazes him. The big goblin takes a point of damage. Iona is still recovering while Orson attempts to hit the goblin with the hammer. And a 14 is enough. The sword comes down. And four points slays him. Temek tries a shot against Maruk with a slingstone. 17. Two more points. Round five. All sides still fighting. The initiative. 
five for the goblins, four for the hyena men, three for the tribe. Noticing that he is now pressed from two sides, Maruk has a choice. High continues to battle with the hyena man. Low turns his attentions on Treya. The roll is low. He spins around in an attempt to hit her with his poleaxe. Nat 20. Treya is in mortal peril now. The die roll. A 9 double to an 18. Only inches away from Celeste. Treya is pierced through the lung as the goblin descends upon her with an evil blade, penetrating into her body. Treya falls. The goblin with the short sword finds an opportunity to get into the fight and confronts the hyena man. 17! He serves his master this time, slaying the hyena man, even as Maruk slays Treya. There's still a goblin with a dagger, and he goes against Nora. A 10 is a miss. Nora retaliates against him. Bonuses give her a 15. And she deals seven points to him, which slays him where he stands. Orson has slayed a goblin, and so, seeing that Treya is down, charges in against Maruk, voicing his battle cry. Seventeen! Eight points from Orson, Maruk is slain. Iona and Orson level their weapons against the final Hyena Man and fire. Iona gets a 17, four points with her dagger, and he is slain. Round six, initiative. The goblin, a two, the group, a five, with Treya on the floor and Celeste on the floor as well. The group advances toward the remaining goblin. He levels his short sword at them, swinging it violently, but soon Orson is upon him. A three, and Nora is next. A seventeen. She swings the sword of Orleone and delivers three points upon him. He has four remaining. Iona grabs a dagger from the ground and attacks him too. Nat twenty. The dagger flies straight and true and he is slain. 185 level points for the hyena men and the goblins. Nora moves to her mother quickly as Nim moved to Treya. She's alive, says Nora of her mother, though Nim soon discloses that Treya has passed on. Did you meet the Maze Master's challenge today regarding the nature of the Goblin Trap? If your answer was fire, congratulations, your quick thinking gave your group an edge in the dark. Roll now for a transcendent rank in any discipline that you currently possess. 
However, if you already possess the transcendent discipline of fire, then you may double the award that I have given. Good job, Traveler. Perhaps there's hope for you yet. <laughs> I have been your maze master, Abel Enzo. Remember, play hard or go home. Iron Rail! Good night, everyone.